What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Gunter, and we are joined today by Jason Kalipa. So if you don't know, Jason is a former CrossFit Games champion. Uh, and quite frankly, folks, he's one of the OGs in the sport. Over the course of his eight-year career, he consistently finished either on the podium or damn near close. Uh, I mean, he's just a tremendous, tremendous athlete. So, you know, while his athletic accomplishments alone are certainly worth the price of admission, what I find so much more impressive and what a lot of people I don't think realize unless you really followed him closely is that while he was doing all of this, operating as a professional athlete, he also started his own business dating all the way back as I found out today to 2008. So that entire time that he was at the pinnacle of the sport, he was also operating as an entrepreneur uh, and he's also a really dedicated family man. So he's got young kids. I was blown away how on earth he could be doing all of those things at once. So we talk about that a little bit today. That business that he started then is now, uh, you know, an international fitness company, which we talk about as well. It's evolved from being just physical gyms into a really comprehensive digital platform, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we talk about that. He's also an author. He has his own podcast. And by all accounts, you know, he's just a great guy. We had a really good conversation. I know folks are going to get a kick out of it. Um, with that, if you are enjoying the show, please do make sure to subscribe. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rate and a review. We really appreciate it. And it certainly helps. If you would like to follow us beyond just having us in your ears once a week, uh, check us on out over at Instagram. You can follow us at the underscore professional athlete. Uh, if you'd like to drop me a line or follow the show, you can also go over to KenGunter.com. That's a great way to get in touch with us there. Uh, and make sure to stick around for the end of the episode where I run it by my wife, Sonia Gunter. I mean, that's it, folks. I don't have a whole lot else to say. We should just get this show going. So without further ado, let's start the show. <laughs> Too much to do. Yeah, I gotta get going. I gotta talk to you. It's time to start the show. <laughs> Jason, man, thank you for uh, coming on the show. Pumped to have you. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So we, we were just catching up uh, before we started. You're actually standing in uh, one of your locations right now. I am. Yeah, this is our uh, Mountain View location. And it's been closed, you were telling me, for nine months? Yeah, March 15th, we shut this location down, and it's still closed. Yeah. is it Because you have a, a number of locations, so does it just come down to, like, the county? Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's, 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 You're right. It, it's, <laughs> there's different guidelines per state, per county, per country. Right. So we have corporate wellness locations globally. We have, oh, okay. um, we have um, brick and mortar that we own. Uh, domestically in the United States and different states, different counties have different guidelines. And um, at this particular location that I'm standing in, it's, it's awesome, but we were slated to open it back up really soon. And then, oh, nice. we, and then we shifted back into the purple. And what that means is that in California, if you shift into the purple, 
you, you indoor fitness activity is not allowed. Uh, and at this particular location, um, outdoor activity would be really difficult. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, for, for, from just like a pure business perspective, um, you know, how, how have you been adapting to like what's going on in the world? Like with, you know, thinking about a physical gym, not being able to get people through the doors, it's like, how, how do you handle that? Yeah, it's really tough. Um, it's, it's really difficult because as a business owner, when you take on, um, let's just say when you open your first business, you take yeah. on a lot of um, risk and liability. But for the most part, you have an idea of what that is. Okay, I signed a lease on this building. It's X amount of thousand dollars a month. If something's yeah. really wrong here, can I, can I personally focus on as much as possible to get us out of the, you know, uh, you know, out of the red or whatever it is. And you start telling yourself, you know what, if it really isn't going that great, I know it could be successful. When it mm. comes to something like this, it completely takes that whole logic out because there is no law. One day you're outwork it. No, one day you're open. And the next day the governor comes on and says that you are closed and right. unless you want to violate state and county laws, like that's just the way it is. There's nothing you can do to grow sales or whatever. So in the brick and mortar, right. that's been really difficult. Now, our business, we're fortunate that we have brick and mortar locations, corporate locations. We have a digital footprint. We have obviously mm-hmm. e-commerce. And so our, our, our platform is, is unique compared to most con- traditional gyms. Um, but when it comes to like the actual space itself, yeah, it's been, it's been very trying times. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, it's, I, I'm really doing the best I can to, to recognize what's in my control and focus on that and mm. know that if the fitness space is being this hard, hit this hard, and I know it is, obviously, um, right. something, some amazing opportunities will present themselves through it if I keep my eyes open and if I don't um, relent, right? If I, keep, if I keep marching, keep moving forward, keep being resilient in this idea of, identifying opportunities and, and pursuing them, something big will come out of it because an opportunity like this is probably once in a lifetime. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of similar to, uh, you know, the housing crisis. It's like, if you were able to kind of persevere and you could put yourself in a position to where like, there's a lot of good deals to be had at that time. Right. So I, I hear what you're saying, um, for the digital, cause I've, I've looked at the NC fit and it's awesome. The, your digital platform, and I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. Was was that something that you had already like kind of diversified with and built out prior to all this happening? Yeah. So we we started off with brick and mortar locations like you would normally go to. Then we expanded yeah. into corporate wellness because we saw this demand for connecting employees and using fitness is a great great way to do that. So we started with one, two, three, et cetera, and that actually helped us um, grow globally through corporate hmm. wellness. Then what happened is we were expanding to multiple locations. We started saying, hey, how are we going to keep good quality between all these sites? And so we rolled out our own um, app for our own coaches. So every day when they show up to class, this is your warm-up. This is your session plan. This is your scaling. It'd be like the equivalent of like a playbook every single day for um, an athlete who's getting ready for their game. Every single day, you know, it's not exactly the same, but every day they all are reviewing the playbooks that they can go out there and deliver the product. Well, we started doing that for ourselves. We created a ton of content. It's, it, it was a lot of work. And so then what we did is we started selling that to other gyms. Mm. And so now we have a lot of gyms that use our programs because for them to, to do it themselves is very difficult. For us, we have a whole team now that's creating videos and daily because every day it's different. 
And so right. we sell that to a lot of gyms all over the world. And then we also have a B2C product um, that we're actually revamping and launching here in the new year that I'm really excited about. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, because our, our B2C has never been a focus for our business. It's always been okay. um, you know, digitally. It's always been brick right, and mortar right. and then B2B, right? But now it's yeah. going to be a, 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 a further focus for us will be the end consumer. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I have to imagine too, having, like you said, kind of that digital playbook would probably help you keep um, like the level of service at each gym consistent, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of variables, I imagine. Um, it's interesting that you guys built it for that first. And then we're like, hey, we're kind of onto something here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean basically what happened is I, we had a location, we still do, uh, a location in Shenzhen, China, for example. And oh, wow. I'm out in Shenzhen, China at one of our uh, corporate locations. And then at the time, we had a location in Cabo, Mexico, right? And so I'm hmm. sitting there and I'm going to these different locations. I'm saying to myself, how are we going to keep, um, you know, how are we going to keep quality uh, from Shenzhen to China, or excuse me, to Mexico, to California? And yeah. it really was, the onus was on us. How do we make our experience more similar to Starbucks? Now, I, I don't want to be as vanilla as like, you know, like we're not, I don't want it to be robotic, but I want it to be yeah. consistent because if you go into anywhere in the world and you order a, you know, pumpkin spice latte, it should taste similar. Very, very similar. Sure. Now you might yeah. have a better or worse barista, but you should have a similar experience. And that's what we were, we were striving, striving for that. When, when did you guys start working on that? Man, I mean, we did it through Google Docs and stuff starting in like 2000 and I mean, early. Um, oh, wow. Our app probably came out in 2016. Um, the app oh, wow. was probably 2016, 2017. And then we yeah. grew that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then we have a new, some new products coming out um, very, very soon. Oh, very cool. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, how many locations do you have globally? At our... Right now, 18, um, okay. it's, it's wow. tricky, right? It's tricky because right now, like only out of those 18, maybe six are operable, uh, operatable. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The rest are all through digital. So for example, let's just take, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, yeah, Lucas yeah. Films in the Presidio is one of our accountants. Mm. And oh, how yeah, awesome. Yeah. And we run their fitness center. Well, their fitness center was closed for a long time, so we did a lot of digital stuff. Now we're back in. So, okay, perfect. We're back in with certain restrictions. But then we have a location, for example, in, um, I don't know, one in Malaysia where they're not reopening or Japan. And so now the coach that we had there, the, the, the kind of like the manager of the site, is now responsible for that site and um, now using Zoom and other, other you know, data that we provide them, other tools to enhance the the um, employees experience. Cause those are all corporate sites. Yeah. So I, I was, I was listening to your book recently. Oh, okay. I, ha I have to admit. And, uh, one of the things that struck me was the way you kind of described yourself as like a high school student. Huh. You know what I mean? Like a little unfocused, like y you weren't maybe, uh, as, as driven as you clearly are now. Did you ever, envisioned back then that you would be a point where you're where you're orchestrating a global company i mean no back then you know i wasn't really you know i wish i knew then what i know now and yeah there we go what that really is is that you know no one's really going to come in and save you right um you got to go out yeah. there and go do your own thing to reach your own potential 
And I think that was something that I learned um, after not getting into the college that I wanted to. I went to a junior college, kind of got got a reality check. And hmm. that really inspired me, plus some great mentors to to build. And I mean, we're not even close to where I want to be. But the reality is, is that, um, you know, on a daily basis is asking ourselves, how do we navigate these challenging situations? How do we go out there, reach our potential and um, make a bigger impact ultimately is, is the goal. Um, and yeah. I, I think we're barely scratching the surface. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, you know, I mean, I, I imagined most people who initially find out about you, it, it's probably through uh, the CrossFit Games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely seen the original documentary where you uh, where you won won the CrossFit Games. Yeah, every second um, counts. Yeah, that's well, cool. yeah, that's exactly that's the one. Yeah, so like, look, I actually I actually don't do CrossFit. I've always wanted to. It's okay, but. Here's what I love. I love having CrossFit documentaries on in the background while I work out. So I've always been a fan of it. Um, but what, what was always amazing to me is, you know, I think you won it. I was just looking it up in like 2008. I mean, you were top three for another, what, six, seven, maybe eight years. Mm-hmm. What, what I was really interested in is, you know, one, I'm sure we could spend the whole time just talking about what it took you to get to that level. But, you know, that wasn't that long ago and you were running NC Fit at the same time, right? W- when did you actually found NC Fit, the first one? Uh, right out of college, 08. Yeah, same time. So <laughs> oh, I, it was originally called CrossFit Santa Clara. Okay. And as we grew, we rebranded in NorCal CrossFit. Then yeah. as we grew, we rebranded to NC Fit. And so yeah. I started competing in 08 professionally and then I completed competing professionally in um, actually t- technically my last year was 2015, but 2016, um, I stopped competing. So, um, it. you know, it was a nice run and it was a lot of a fun. Solid then, eight year run. Yeah. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was, I was at the top, had a lot of fun, um, learned a lot. Um, but the, the, the balancing the family, the fitness and the business became challenging. And then my daughter got sick and that was really a, a, a very easy, yeah. a very easy turning point. Like, you know, uh, I need to reprioritize what I want to do. And so, that's that's what happened. No, that that makes sense. And, and how how is your daughter doing? She's good. Right? Uh, to my understanding, she's, she's good. Everything's yeah. So the the way leukemia works, it's it's kind of like a long process. Um, mm. So when you get diagnosed, um, and, and and all cancers are different. Leukemia is obviously a cancer. You know, it's a it's a blood related disease. Um, and and it's not a tumor or anything. And yeah. So so because it's 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 in your blood. It takes a while to treat, um, and and then it gets in your bone marrow, and it becomes kind of nasty. And so it takes yeah. um, for for children. Um, she had what was called ALL. Um, there's AML and ALL, and and fortunately ALL is a little bit more favorable in terms of um, diagnosis. But, but yeah. the, the treatment is two and a half years. Um, it's actually three and a half years for boys. Um, and, oh wow! Yeah, because it comes back in the testicles. Yeah. Oh uh, no, kidding. Yeah. Um, wow. That's a long time, right? So two and a half yeah, years. Yeah, that is treatment. a long time. Yeah. And then, um, and then after that, then, then you have five more years of constant checkups, et cetera, until they pronounce you um, cured. So we hmm. are, I want to say we are two years, two or three years out from treatment completing, maybe two years out. And so we have three more years until we go, uh, you know, go celebrate big time. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that she's doing well. Yeah. Um, you've had, unfortunately, a lot of cancer in my family as well. It's brutal. Um, well, and I can't even begin. So I have three kids 
And uh, I, I can't even begin to imagine how trying, you know, going through something like that must be, especially when it's like, it's your kid. And you're probably all you want to be able to do is just solve it. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you learn so, a lot. You, you learn a lot through the experience, right? You learn a lot about family. You learn, I mean, that, that experience, um, you know, obviously running a business, um, I was super grateful to have amazing people that were working at the company at the time and, and obviously still now and before um, that really stepped up to the plate. Um, and I was really happy to have the, the family support that we had, obviously, to, to make that experience a little bit easier. Um, cause yeah. it, could, it could, it can get real tough, uh, oh. at times. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Um, so, you know, prior, prior to her getting sick, when you were balancing all three, uh, how, <laughs> look, mo- most people have a tough time just getting to the gym, let alone competing at a professional level at the highest level, uh, while also being an entrepreneur, while also having a family. Like, a lot of people would probably wonder, like, how on earth did you ever balance that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wrote the book, you know, as many reps as possible. And really what that's about is when I found CrossFit and 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 since then, you know, we've 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 kind of created our own path through NC Fit, but CrossFit really impacted my life in such a profound way because it taught me that it's about effort and more work in less time. And for mm. a long time, I would go to the gym and do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then all of a sudden I started racing the clock. I started using the timer and man, the results were profound. And so then I started taking that same approach into other areas of my life. How can I AMRAP huh. this conversation with you, uh, work yeah. for as many reps as possible? How can I then go into emails and just be present, be focused, really work hard at it, and then take that into each area of my life? And at the time, you know, we were expanding and, and trying to win and, and whatnot. Um, the reality was is that the, the – um, the AMRAP mentality or that, that fight for AMRAPing each fast of my life is really yeah. what, what, what made the difference for me. Yeah. And I, you know, if you don't want me asking, like, was it, was it challenging? Uh, you know, like, are you just naturally someone who's just like, can get like really dialed in and focused or is that something that you have kind of built through this mentality over the years? Yeah, no, 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 not at all. I have, I have really bad attention challenges. The, the reality huh. is though, is that when, you got to tell yourself like, Hey, you know, am I, am I, I know a lot of people who are super busy who never seem to get past the finish line because they never just Mm. finish. I mean, how many times you open up emails, you start doing a few and then all of a sudden you get distracted. And by the time you come back, it takes you a few more minutes to kind of refocus. It's like, Hey, let's just complete the task and move on to the next one. And, um, my boss might be listening, so the answer is never. Ah, yeah, I, uh, right. I'm knocking. I'm knocking that workout every day. But that's that's <laughs> the way I look at it. You know, is that when I started racing against the clock? Hey, if I'm trying to do as many push-ups or burpees in two minutes as I can, I'm not yeah. gonna be on the phone with you. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna be right there getting after it. And that's the mentality I try and take into each area because you only have so much time in the day, and there's a lot of priorities that I have. You know, like this morning, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah, please. Um, this morning. Um, my daughter and I, I got up before her, but I woke her up at six. So I, I was up at five 30. Um, and I like to just like get coffee and just kind of like read the news and whatever. Then I got her up at six. Cause that's the time that I then took her into the garage and we worked out together. It's, we do it every, every day. So, uh, so how old is she? Nine. Um, okay. So today, right. We rode the bike and did this and do that. We worked on the handstand, whatever, right. That's just our thing. 
Yeah. And then when I get back up, like I'm am rapping with her, right? We're just playing music and we're just doing that. Then I get back up, the kids end up going to, to, to school, whatever. And I then um, immediately went to the gym and started working, right? Boom. And then I did, you know, podcasts and meetings and whatever else it is. Then I, yeah. I took an hour to work out and then I got back in meetings and here I am with you. And then I'll do another one. And then later on tonight, I'll be back with my family. So the way I like to segment it is, it's like, I got up, I had my, my own alone time, whatever that may be. Then I have my, my time with the children, whatever that is. Then I work, then I work out, then I work. Then I, when I'm home, I try and eat dinner. And so I'm trying to segment the day and switching yeah. gears as I do it. Cause what I did for too long and I'm still a victim of this, but, but what I did for too long is like, I just was one foot in one foot out and it was really sh- crappy. I should have just yeah. either like I'd be at the dinner table, but I'd be answering emails. It's like either answer your emails or be at the dinner table. I'm cool if you want either one, but just choose what you want to do. And that's what I had to tell myself is that I was doing too much of that. What I did too much of, and I, and I don't do anymore. This one's really easy. You get yeah. home from work, right? And you're on the phone. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Happens to me almost daily. I'm on the <laughs> phone. I'm, I'm driving uh, through the headset or whatever, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Law-abiding citizen over here. Law-abiding citizen. (laughs) And and I get to the house, and what I used to do is I used to get out of the car, go inside the house, and then finish my call there. But then what would always happen, I don't know if this happens to you, you'd walk in the door, and your kids would want to come say hi, and you'd do like the whole like, hey, guys, on the phone, just one second. And, And then all of a sudden, you see like their joy, and it's like Christmas, which, by the way, feels great. It's amazing, yeah. Right, and then all of a sudden, it goes to like, okay. So instead, oh. I just sit in the car until I'm done with the call. And that was a really big learning experience for me that's been helpful is to kind of like self-reflect and be like, dude, I was being a dick. I got to stop that. Right. You know what? I, I spoke with, um, oh my God, she, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, but she's amazing. She, she's the, uh, it'll come to me, the mental performance coach for the U.S. women's national team, soccer, hockey, and field hockey. And, uh, she said, you, you know, try and see if this doesn't help you reprioritize things. Try saying like, I- I'm too busy right now to that's, that's not a priority for me. Like just, you know, try saying like, Oh, I can't right now. I got too much going on. And then telling your kid, like, sorry, it's just not a priority. And you're like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I do have time, but I love that. Like you're, you're so right. Like in, this is pr- kind of been one of the challenges of, of working from home, which I've already oh, yeah. done historically is the, there's not necessarily that clear cutoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that blending of like, Hey, dad's home, uh, but he's working. We can, sometimes it's okay to go see him. Other times you can't. And for my little guy, who's three, like the concept of a weekend does not really exist yet. You know, and it, it breaks my heart because sometimes you can see the look in his face and I'm like, no, daddy's got to go work. I got to go do my thing. It just, you, it seems to him like I'm making a choice to go do something else. Yeah, it's super And difficult. it's really difficult. And, and so for me, like, because I, I, it's challenging to put myself in those positions. Cause like, if I'm home a lot, my son yeah. will want to go do something. Right. And I never, ever say no to the kids. Cause like, I don't want to like, I, I mean, I say no to him a lot, but meaning like, if he's like, right. oh, let's go bike together. I don't want to be like, no, that sucks. So instead yeah. of trying to, right, is, hey, I'm going to be in my office or I'll be at the gym. I'll finish what I'm doing. So when I get there, yeah, I might be on a call, but it's not like a super formal one. I can be like, hey, I got to call you back. I'm going to be, you know, whatever. I, I try and do that more and working yeah. from home. It's the same thing. It's like, if you have to go to a coffee shop for a couple hours, Maybe that's what you need to do to really be zoned in mm, because when you have right. your kids around, it's just, it's, it's a very difficult thing. Cause I never want my children to feel like they're like, um, 
uh, annoying. Like, not, second, like yeah. second fiddle. Yeah. yeah. But I need them to know all Or an inconvenience. Yeah, or, an inconvenience. That's why I don't yeah. want them to feel that way. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and it's, it's kind of made me repurchase. The phone is the worst. And I, I mean, this is a huge, it's a huge issue for couples. It's a huge issue for parents because it's like you were saying, it's like that distracted attention. Um, and I, I love that you actually like have made such a conscious effort to say I'm either doing one or I'm doing the other. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that a I lot try. of people could benefit from. Yeah. I try, man. And, and I don't want to be all preachy. This is not a preachy thing. It's just something that I'm personally <laughs> trying to, yeah. to struggle with, or I'm, I'm, you know, and, and then, you know, as of recently, now that my kids are getting a little bit older, you know, almost, almost 10 and seven is, um, oh. I actually pulled them into a lot of things now. So as of recently, oh, very cool. like I'll bring them to the gym and I'll have them explore. Like, for example, my son came here the other day, we were redoing the floor and I had him come in and experience it with me. Or sometimes I'll be taking calls from the car and I'll put it on the speakers and I'm okay with right. them ex- because it's not like we're talking, I mean, we're talking business. And so they're getting that acclimation to, Okay, what oh, yeah. dad actually doing? And because they're at an age now where they can kind of like, oh, you're talking about whatever, and they actually have a moderate interest in it. So it's been kind of fun to pull them in a little bit um, when it's when it's the right time. No, I love that. And, and something I want to ask you a little bit more about is uh, working out with your kids. Oh yeah. So 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 obviously, well yeah, I I would just love to hear you know when when did you start working out with your kids or letting them you know kind of like begin to work out with you and. I mean, at, at the earliest age possible, um, we've yeah. been trying to um, expose our children to um, that movement is just a part of life. And we, I've been trying to be very careful not to be overbearing or crazy about it because I know that given my background and what I really enjoy, of course, but like what I needed my children to understand is that every day we need to sweat and we need to move. I don't care what you do. You could mm. go play tennis. You could go do whatever. But every day, you need to sweat a little bit and move a little bit. Non-negotiable. And yeah. that's just a human – that's just a, something we need to do as humans. And right. um, I think it's really important, too, that our children see us doing the exact same thing. My wife and I, every single day, exercise in some way, shape, or form. If that's a long walk to the farmer's market, that's fine. Like, And what, what, I, what I really try and do with my children, especially um, my daughter – we have to be really careful not to have her resent fitness. And yeah. because if she feels like I'm forcing it down her throat, she's not going to like it. And so, you know, when I feel like that, I, I just ask her like, Hey, what, what's something you want to learn? And so like the handstand has been something we've really been focusing on. So that we'll spend most of our time working on handstands so she can get better at it. And then maybe 10 minutes on something that's like a little bit more kind of, and that's the way I've tried to introduce fitness is like, making it just a part of our lifestyle instead of making it something like it's just something we do as humans. That's it. It's like as, as, as daily as eating food and drinking water and breathing air is movement every day. Yeah. I love that. We, uh, fortunately prior to all this, I live out in the country. Like I was, I was trying to chase down a chicken. I was worried I was going to be late to this because I was trying to get it in the freaking pen nice but uh so i was i built like a really nice like home gym in our, in our basement it was finished but there was nothing in there um and so i, I i'm glad to hear you say that I, my kids again are about to be six and one's three um but I, I really do think there's a lot of value in them getting to watch their parents number one like move but number two like work like so much of like work ethic and things like that i feel like get picked up just by kind of like passive, passively watching. 
And as you can probably relate, like our kids pick up so much more than you would ever expect. Um, so I, I agree, like giving them also just an opportunity to see like how you approach something uh, is so invaluable. Yeah, I think for anybody listening who doesn't exercise or at least exercise a little bit in front of their children, I think they're mm. missing out on something really powerful because, you know, like, oh, hey, uh, I really grinded today. Oh, dad really grinded. It's like, what, what does that even mean? Like, you're on call, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to build. Like, they can't, they don't, they don't get it, right? It's like, oh, dad's right. working hard. Is he though? Like, what does that mean? But yeah. if you, if you, if you want to show children hard work, you can show them in a really easy way through exercise or sports yeah. or physical activity. It's very like you're, you can see it. Whereas like other types of work, you can't see it as much like, oh yeah, hey, what'd you do today? Oh, you know, I, I recorded a great podcast. It's like, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the mark as like, hey, Caden, I'm gonna go, sh- I'm, I'm gonna go work out with you, and you're gonna watch me just sweat my butt off, and that right. is in, gonna instill the way we take that mindset and then we shift it into other areas in our life is something that I think about a lot. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Well, and it's funny too, like, you know, thinking back. So my dad was not uh, a fitness buff by any means, but some of the most lasting memories that I have are of him working outside, working until the sun went down. You know what I mean? Like you said, sweating, like clearly exerting himself. Um, and I can't help but think like kind of, you know, the work ethic that I and my brothers have a lot of that is just learned by example. Yeah. You know? So I agree. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be in there like benching right? doing a million pull-ups, but like whatever it is, like give your kids an opportunity to see you putting in the work. Yeah. And then, and then look, if, if you're not active right now, that's okay. No problem. Just start by doing some basic walks, you know, like mm. for a long time when the weather was a little bit, it's a little bit colder and, but we still do it on a regular basis. Just go on, go on nightly walks, right. As a family after dinner, and it's just a nice way to make movement as a part of your daily routine and not something that has to be on some crazy pedestal. It's like, look, dude, oh, I like that. Like, like on the weekends or every night after dinner, like we're just walking. Like it's not, we don't need to make it a big deal. Um, it just needs to become more routine. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So wh- what are your workouts look like nowadays, right? Obviously you're, you're no longer, at least I don't think you are, correct me if I'm wrong, competing, uh, you know, for the CrossFit games. And obviously you're an entrepreneur, you've got the kids like, what is, what does working out look like for you now? And like, I guess what also like, what are your goals? Yeah. So, you know, at NC fit, we do, we have a variety of different programs. We have mainly three. One is called Metcon. It's a little bit more complex, has Olympic weightlifting in it and things like that. We have NCX, which is a little bit more strength and conditioning, old school, and then we have um, NC Go, which is all dumbbell. Um, for me, I take our classes on a regular basis, right? Oh, cool. Take our classes. Um, you know, I, I want to, I live, breathe fitness, but I want to be yeah. in the gym enjoying it with the members. So I'll just take our classes. Um, but primarily what I focus on is, um, you know, squatting once a week, moderately heavy, uh, yeah. pulling off the floor once a week, pushing overhead once a week, moderately heavy, and doing some type of conditioning slash weightlifting for 12 to 20 minutes every single day at a high intensity. And if you do that on a regular basis, you get pretty damn fit. And then I incorporate um, jujitsu probably two or three days a week, I'd say. Um, oh, awesome. And um, that's that's what I do now. So are you are you condensing your workouts into like that 20 minute window? Like that's how long you're, you're spending working out? Yeah. So I mean, if, if someone asks me, you know, like when we go 
I've given presentations at different places and people ask me, you know, what's, what's the best, whatever. And I would say, Hey, look, if you had one hour a day, three days a week, I would back squat five by five. I would hmm. lift five by five. I would press five by five bench press or shake press. That, that would be the strength. Yeah. And then I would yeah. do, and then I, so I do that. I just see back squat. You warm up, you back squat, right? And then you yep. do a 12 to 20 minute high intensity training. Like that could be, um, for example, I just got done a little bit ago of a bike, um, bar muscle up. We'll just call it a pull up and, uh, okay. and push. Thank you. <laughs> push your, right. It's just yeah. five, five bar muscle ups, five push jerks, 10 calories on the bike, as many rounds as I could in 15 minutes. And oh, that okay. combined with your strength three days a week, dude, you're, you're, you're crushing it. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, and again, like I, I can't even imagine how much time and I've actually read how much time you used to dedicate, you know, when you were competing at the highest level, um, you know, have you been able to maintain a really high level of strength and fitness dialing it back to even just like kind of those, those 20 minute workouts organized in the way that you described? Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not, um, going to say that I'm in, you know, CrossFit games, you know, best in the world shape. Um, but yeah. I'm in, I'm in enough shape that what my goals are now, uh, one is I love jujitsu and I want to be able to defend myself. And there's a variety of other things there, but for the most part, yeah. I never want fitness to inhibit anything I want to go do. So if you want to go climb a mountain, if you want to go bike, if you want to go swim, if you want to go, uh, lift something heavy, you call me, right? If you want to move your house, you call me. Um, I want to be the guy who fitness never inhibits me from doing anything that I want with my family, with my friends, um, and doing my strength and condition the way I was just talking about, put you in more than plenty of a position to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you mentioned the the 20 minute window. Cause I was just, um, I don't know if you know these guys, they, they founded super coffee, the DeSeco brothers. They're amazing. Fantastic guys. Uh, you guys, I'm, I imagine should probably overlap at some point. Um, but same thing. So they were, they were, you know, they're, they're ex college athletes. They stay in incredible shape. Their whole business is built around like health and wellness. And, uh, they said something very similar. They, they do the 20 minute workouts. Um, and they described it very similar to the way you do. And so I was just wondering, like, is there something to that 20 minute window? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, um, I went out to NYPD and um, I was trying to give them like a broad strokes approach. Everybody thinks you need to be in the gym for hours and hours and hours. And I mean, you can get super duper fit. I mean, really, really fit. If you yeah. train strength, you have to lift loads. You have to incorporate external loads because they put stress on your body that is, that is needed. I mean, it's so, so mm -hmm. valuable. Um, but if you could combine things like a push and a pull, um, like a press and a deadlift or big movers. So if you really want to like nerd out on this, the best way to think about it is the time domains of 12 to 20 minutes are good because they kind of have this carryover between anaerobic or like this really fast twitch and aerobic yeah. longer duration. They carry really yeah. well into both. So if you want to be able to kind of sprint a little bit or go out for a long jog, they could kind of carry over into both. Then you start looking at movements that provide a big bang for your buck. What that really mm -hmm. means is you're moving a long range of motion. Things like burpees and thrusters and back squats, they put a lot of stress on your body and that stress yeah. creates adaptation. And that's why you get such great results from it. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think one of the things, you know, especially people who are exceedingly ambitious, 
uh, it, it can feel like there's not enough time in the day, right? And uh, unfortunately, like sleep typically usually gets cut out, uh, which is, I think we're learning more and more every year just how detrimental that is. Um, but also then like fitness, it's like, well, there's just not enough time. Like I can't go to the gym for an hour. Um, so, you know, I, I think what hopefully is inspiring for folks to hear from someone who has competed at such a high level, like, look, you can get a lot of work done in 20 minutes and get yourself to a place where you're really fit. Oh, dude, if you, if, if anybody doesn't believe me, start a clock for 10 minutes and do, yeah. you know, and do uh, three push-ups, five sit-ups, 10 squats, as many times you can in 10 minutes, and then send you a note and tell us how you feel, <laughs> right? You're going to be smoked. Yeah, please it, do. It's that, it's that the difference is you're not going to do three push-ups, five sit-ups, t- 10 squats, and then kind of stand around and bullshit. You're going to do it right. and drop right back down because you're trying to get as many reps as you can. You're racing against the clock. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different no, mentality I, that's highly effective. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, <clears throat> you know, w- one of the things I also wanted to ask you about is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. When when, when did you when did you get into uh, into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? About four or five years ago. Okay. And, and how much how much time are you are you dedicating to that a week? Because um, I, I thought I read that you just you just won like an open tournament a few years ago. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I've, so you're not dabbling, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, because of COVID, things have been a little bit different. Um, yeah, but pre-COVID, um, you know, so so I was I was doing it quite a bit after my daughter got sick. It was a nice way to kind of like um, really be present and focused in what was going on in my life, which meant, um, you know, if you're in the gym and and you're you know going to get choked. You're very present. And so it was nice yeah. because it, it gave me a relief for a, a short period of time, um, from everything that we have going on, you know, and, and so I started training then, and then I, you know, started competing a little bit and, uh, you know, you go from white belt to blue belt, et cetera. And then right now I'm a purple belt and hmm. that, that process takes a while. And I was training quite often. Um, but as of recently, uh, I do privates only, and, um, I do them two to three days a week, but privates are yeah. so impactful because you can really dial in the technique. So what's really nice about my background is that strength and conditioning yeah. aren't really a factor. It's, it's primarily a technical concern. So the more that I can right. learn how to flow and hit positions, uh, it, it, it plays in really well into my performance. So I, I love it. I mean, if anybody hasn't tried it, it's a great, great, um, art. Yeah, no, and I, I've always personally been so interested in it. And I think what uh, is attractive to me, in addition to, like you said, being able to defend yourself, defend your family, which again, like I feel like actually gets overlooked. <laughs> like oh, at any really? point, like you, you could get tested uh, and you want to be able to defend yourself. Um, but like you said, like I, 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 and tell me if this is part of the appeal to you too, like it does seem so technical. It's like this new kind of uncharted territory to like acquire skill and like throw yourself at something. Yeah. Um, you know, th- that requires mastery. Yeah. I mean, so like CrossFit early in the day was that for me, for sure. You know, you would want to learn yeah. a muscle up and a handstand push up. And then over time, you know, I would meet experts in the field and I, I, I developed these skills. Or I wanted to improve my swimming. So I found a swimming coach. Or I wanted to improve my running. So I found a running coach. I spent, you know, better part of a decade, you know, dedicated to these crafts. Um, what's nice about jujitsu is it continues that learning protocol, um, in something that is very practical, you know, just like I don't want fitness to inhibit me. Um, I also want my self-defense to not inhibit me as well. And that's a personal goal that I have. And, 
you know, what's interesting about jujitsu and fitness, both of them, is like, you know, when you're driving on the freeway and you see like those, one of those fidelity, um, like, uh, ads and it says like, no one ever regretted starting saving for retirement today or earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. No one ever regretted like, oh shit, I shouldn't have, you know, 10 years later, you look at your retirement fund, you're like, wow, that's really impressive. It's the same yeah. thing with fitness or jujitsu or anything you want to get into is like, if you could just get started, that's the hardest part. Every day down the mm-hmm. line, you're just putting money in the bank and that bank, you never know when you're going to need it. Right. You never know when you're going to need to go pick up something or go run after something or, or, you know, just be in good health for your family. But if you start now every day, and it's the same thing with your um, self-defense. No, no, I agree. And I love that analogy too. Um, And actually this, this kind of piques my interest. You know, are are you thinking about, do you have any like long-term, this might be a weird question, like longevity goals in terms of fitness? Like, are you thinking about longevity in in any way um, outside of just like trying to remain healthy uh, for today? I mean, right now it's just, it's just being there for my kids and being able to, you know, like I want to be able to, again, never have fitness inhibit what I want to go do. If I'm, you know, if I'm 70 years old and my son comes to me and wants to go hike Machu Picchu, I'm like, hell yeah, let's roll. And, and, and that's my goal. That's, that's the long-term horizon for me is, is, um, you know, cause I've seen it firsthand, you know, like I've seen people that are in their fifties, forties, even sixties, seventies, who, who say no a lot because they're afraid of, of the physicality of it. And I, I just, I think there's a way that we can get past that. I, I, I know there is, and mm. we just got to stay consistent. That's it. Yeah, I agree. And it's, you know, we're now living in an age where I've, I'm seeing people who do it right. I know the 70 year old who's still in incredible shape. And like, to, to your point, like, He's not inhibited. Like if you want, you want to go jet ski, like let's go jet ski. You want to go do that? Like, let's do it. Um, and so, you know, I, I often think like fitness is an incredible investment, like in your, your health today. Right. But to your point, like I'm saying, like, how do I keep this going so that I can do that when I'm 70 and who knows, 80, 90, um, that's, that's, that's what's like becoming the intriguing problem to me. But that's the inspiration too, is that, It's not that complicated. It really isn't. The motivation Mm. is I want to be there for my family. I want to be healthy. Uh, I I don't want fitness to inhibit me. And I, and the, the mindset tools that, I mean, that's a whole nother layer we can get into is this idea of overcoming adversity. I mean, nowadays we're so surrounded by ways to remove conflict and adversity. That's the goal, right? We have air conditioning and heaters and all these things that make life more comfortable. And that's fine, right? right? Shit. I use those all the time. But, yeah. but then when life really comes and kind of gives you one of those, you might not be as, as prepared because you haven't exposed yourself to just a little bit of adversity. And so mm-hmm. working out is a great way to expose yourself to a little bit of adversity. Hey, you go in there, you push yourself, it's a little painful, you push past it, and you just start to kind of callous yourself and become a little bit stronger every single day. And that's a huge benefit to fitness, not to mention all the things that we we're talking about. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. I think even for anybody, it's just better is better. Go for a walk, do a couple of squats. And there's, there's some beautiful movements you can incorporate that are just really, really impactful. Um, if you know how to do them the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the folks who come to NC fit, uh, is it folks kind of at all stages in the fitness journey? 
mm-hmm. folks who were just starting and trying trying to kind of get you know just <laughs> start to better themselves all the way to like the elite CrossFit athletes. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I think we 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 tailor to um, we probably tailor to people who are a little bit not right off the couch, right, and yeah. not the super high competitor in CrossFit Games. We tailor to that that audience that's really you know they're they're ready to take their fitness to. They, they want their fitness to improve and they've already yeah. made strides in their life to, to do that on their own through walking and stuff. And now they just need the support of a community and a coach and they want to, and they want to progress forward. We also take people right off the couch and we're prepared to be those people who could help them along their journey. Because one of the things that we do really well, and, and I would encourage anybody who's looking to get into shape is to identify yeah. a program that that is just really good bang for your buck. And that traditionally is things like, lifting loads and, and high intensity training. These things are just proven to be super effective. Um, Mm -hmm. now if you tell me, Hey, I like just going for a run every single day, then go for it because that's still great. But if you want to switch it up and get a diverse fitness platform, look for a gym that can provide that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, where you're at now, um, you know, what, what are you most excited about? Obviously you're growing your business, your, your kids are, uh, getting to that age where I'm sure they're starting to like find out what they're interested in. Um, like what, what are you most excited about at this point? Oh man, to get through, um, COVID and, um, (laughs) find out what opportunities are on the other side, because right now the, the, the uncertainty is just extreme. And it's really, mm. it's really challenging mentally, physically, emotionally on everybody. Um, and so I'm looking forward to kind of getting the business past this and seeing yeah. what's on the other side. Cause there's gonna be great opportunity. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit about adversity. Um, how, like, how, how are you approaching dealing with this time? Like, you know, like a lot of folks say like, Hey, stay positive. How, how do you stay positive and focused? I mean, you know, it's a few things, right? It's recognizing that there's a lot of things that are occurring that are outside my control. And yeah. I, I got to just be at peace with that. Um, I could scream and yell and cry and whatever, but it's not going to do anything about it. Um, what I need to do is hone in on, okay, what is in my control and how do we get ourselves through this? And, and also just giving myself some space to know that like, this is a challenging time for any business owner, for anybody in the world, because there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of this conflict with family and not to mention the, the, you know, political perspective. It, there's just a lot going on. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit going on in 2020. There is. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's okay to admit that like, Hey, look, this yeah. is, there's a lot of really challenging things going on. That's okay. Because this is what I'm, I'm grateful for. This is how I'm compartmentalizing this. And this is how we're going to move forward. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm fortunate that at a relatively young age, uh, my family and I were kind of kicked really hard. Um, and we had to learn really quickly how to compartmentalize and, and do the things I was just talking about. Because when your daughter gets diagnosed with leukemia, like you have no other choice. Like, what are you going to do? Go cry in the corner. Like right. the world's coming at you, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta set yourself up and, and prioritize what's in your control. And I think that's exactly what we have to do right now. Yeah. It's funny. You said something at the very beginning that I just coincidentally have, have thought, um, especially in moments of adversity, but it's, it's this thought that like, uh, no one's coming for you. No, no one's coming to save you. And you know what? I really started realizing that like when I had my own family, cause there's, you know what I mean? Look like, uh, 
animal gets in the house. It's like, well, my dad's not here to go handle that. Or, you know, what I mean? oh, there's a noise out of the barn at 11 at night. So, well, <laughs> no one else is going to do it. It's time for me to handle it. So I, I relate very much to that mentality. Uh, and it was awesome to hear you say that. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and when life, you know, strikes you down, I mean, you, you need to have a network of friends and family you could talk to, um, you know, and yeah. vent to and, and talk through, but do it in a constructive manner, right? Where I talk to my wife and I'm like, dude, we're getting really, this, this business stuff is tough when the government comes and shuts you down this and that. Uh, I'm really struggling with it right now and I'm trying to find mm-hmm. ways to overcome it and just having a conversation about it. Like, and, and that's okay. You know, like it's okay to admit that we're all in a really challenging time. Um, and I think the more you talk about it, the more you vent about it, the more you will realize there's actually a lot of positives going on. Um, yeah. it's just hard to see through the, through the, you know, through the challenges sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, well, man, so you've got a number of outlets, right? You've got a lot of things you're doing. You've got, do you, do you still do the, uh, as many reps as possible podcast? No. So that one is you've got, the, we have the business of fitness podcast, which, you know, yeah. We, we had this podcast, it was called, you know, AMRAP Mentality or As Many Reps as Possible podcast, and it was great. Um, the challenge was is that I had to make a decision. Um, do I want to continue to build my personal brand or do I mm. want to build and, or focus more on NC Fit, this organization that could provide for a lot of people, et cetera? And it's not that I don't want to build a personal brand. It's that we needed to hone in our focus on NC Fit and what we were doing. And yeah. Um, so that podcast fell a little bit outside the scope and my passion for it, I started building resentment to it because hmm. it became a lot of effort that was pulling me away from other things that really needed my attention. So I stopped doing that. Yeah. And it's, it's you know, we, we, this has come up a couple of times already, but um, do you, do you make a conscious effort to like step back, reflect and, and like prioritize? Mm-hmm. Cause I know like, obviously what, what occurred with your daughter, like no question, that would hopefully, you know, that would force anyone to take a serious look about like, Hey, what's, how do we prioritize everything we're doing? But it sounds like within the business, like there's a conscious effort to do that continually as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you're on a long bike ride and you're just brainstorming all the time. Like, Hey, what are we doing? Well, what are we not doing? Well, what do we need to get rid of? Where's our priorities? Where do we shift? What do we say no to? I mean, but that's just the way I'm thinking all the time. Um, Mm. and I, in, and those, those are just the thoughts from a business perspective on, you know, am I spending 80% of my time on something that's only driving 10% value towards the, the company? And am I doing the best I can as the leader, as the entrepreneur, as the, um, excuse me, as, as the, as a CEO to, to guide right. the ship in the appropriate direction. And, you know, yeah, yeah I got to think about that. I mean, that's, that's my job, you know, my, yeah, my, it's your job. Yeah. that's my job. I mean, just like someone else's job might be to coach a great class or someone else's job might be to work the front desk and do a great job or someone else's job might be finance. My job is to, to guide the ship and to set the course. And if I'm not doing that appropriately, I'm, I'm letting a lot of people down. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I can completely uh, understand where you're coming from there. A lot of responsibility beyond just, like you said, just providing for yourself, thinking about all the folks that work for you. And uh, it's awesome. Um, so, so, you know, you, you've got a lot of really great resources uh, for people who want to continue to follow you and follow what you're doing at NC Fit. Uh, you know, wh- where do you recommend that I point them? I mean, for now, if you, you could follow nc.fit on Instagram, you can go to nc.fit. That's it. Just the website is nc.fit. Um, we yeah. will be rolling out some new stuff coming towards the end of the year, the new year. 
that if you're looking for great workouts, if you want to be a part of a cool community, uh, that's what we have going on. And I, I'm really, really excited about our new app, um, our new programs we're releasing. Um, and we'd love to have you as a part of what we're doing. You can check me out, Jason Klepa, on different social channels. You can check out our Business of Fitness podcast if you're interested in the Business of Fitness. Um, yeah. Yeah, I caught a couple of those episodes, actually. I had a, I had a lot of fun uh, listening to it. And I think that's such just a, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's a great resource and it goes hand in hand with what you're doing with, uh, what is it, NC Fit Collective? Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a cool perspective, like your willingness to share, like, look, this is how we build the business. These are the things I'm thinking about. Um, I have to imagine even for folks who aren't specifically going to open gyms, like a lot of that stuff is really relevant. Yeah. I mean, we talk about stuff that's sometimes like super specific, right? But sometimes right, right, really right. broad strokes business stuff, like, um, and, and people can kind of take it the way they want is the way I like to think about it. Like mm. I'm going to share from our experience. Hey, look, we had an employee today. This was the challenge. This is how we're overcoming it because we're not talking about this from like some, you know, shelter. We're talking about it when we're bringing in the trenches of the actual business day to day. And that's what we really try and found the podcast on is this idea of like being real and being like, um, not vulnerable. I don't know if that's the right word, but just being authentic to the fact that yeah, entrepreneurship is not all rainbows and unicorns. And we're going to share with you just what we're going through and how we're navigating. No, very cool. Very cool. Well, Jason, man, really appreciate you taking the time. And uh, this has been a lot of fun and I'm sure people are going to get a lot out of it. Hey, no, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Then mommy. You better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're recording. Actually, I would like to, when no one's listening, sing a song up here in this yeah. so that I could really hear what I sound like when I like built it in the car. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the real reason that I uh, got all this equipment and now I have to do these weekly podcasts <laughs> just to cover up the investment. But yeah, it's basically so I can come up here and sing by myself. <laughs> um, let's start with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were you singing, by the way? The listeners didn't get to hear it because I hit record too late. I'm not going to sing it. Well, but... you don't have to sing it. Oh, Arizona Sky, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Lady Gaga. Well, he doesn't sing it, but. Right. But it's about him. He's there. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all know what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> that motorcycle trip they took together across the state of Arizona. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, steamy. Steamy. It's a little moist in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to the takeaways. Actually, before we do that, because I know this was a really good one. Um, we have a new member of the family. Have we talked about him yet? I don't think we have. No, we haven't. Because he's brand spanking new. Yeah, he's only got, is he even a week new? It feels like he's been here in a year. He's a week a new. Yes, it does feel like it's been a year. Uh, we welcomed a puppy to the family. Mm -hmm. Little Lincoln. Oh. Uh, he's a Bernice. He's what, nine weeks? Yeah, he's we, 10 weeks now. Oh, 10 weeks now. No, I'm yeah. sorry. He, yeah, he's 10 weeks now. We're knee deep in training. Yeah. Um, how patient would you say I am? <laughs> the least patient? person on the earth with puppies yeah the least patient yeah with but I, yeah with puppies specifically yes i mean it, it with like half of the things i'm very patient with a lot of it what i have trouble with is when he like does something rough with canon yeah that i can't take no, I, have, I, I have no time for that. <laughs> he bit you today and i thought you were gonna kick him <laughs> i i was this close <laughs> he didn't he didn't kick the puppy <laughs> no i didn't i just I, I lightly put him in timeout after telling him no <laughs> no don't me. 
<laughs> Anyways, you remember the family. Maybe we'll have him on. It might be better conversation than what I'm giving you right now. Um, takeaways. A lot of good ones here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, were you aware of Jason Kalipa, by the way? Um, I think I've seen him on some of your CrossFit stuff that you've <laughs> been just like sporadically. You absolutely have. You yeah. absolutely have. He, yeah, like I said, he he won the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Uh, and it's featured in that one documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, damn it, I'm escape Every second counts, I think. Uh, it's a good one. I love watching those. I know you do. I like them too, though. They're really well done. And like, yeah, they're awesome. The physical feats it's insane. that these people do over the course of, I can't remember how many days it is, five to seven days. Maybe it's a little less. What if I knew the answer? Would you be so impressed? Yeah. I don't, but I'm going to say six. Another missed opportunity. Well, we'll look it up. And I then, just I just picked the number between your guesses. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look it up and then we will never report back to the listeners on what yeah. the correct answer It'll was. Just be for us. Because I'll forget by next week. They're like, wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> um, some really good takeaways though. I'm going to start with the one that I love the most because this is for us something that is always kind of at the forefront of my mind. You know, because uh, being a parent, you want to set a good example Um, but just to hear him kind of like reiterate, like working out with your kids is is one of the best opportunities to like teach them some valuable life lessons. Yeah. You know, certainly getting your kids to work out. You want them to be healthy. You want them to be active. I think. Yeah. But just like, it's like, it all goes back to the starting habits and like the mm, early you start it. That's a good point. They say, they see you making that a habit and doing it every day or not not like almost every day, like making it part of your life. And then they think, oh, that's, it's inevitable. Like it's going to be part of their life too. Exactly. Is, is my thinking on it. Yeah. Brainwashing. Habits. Oh, habits. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> potato, potato. Uh, no, I agree though. Cause yeah, you want to help them build healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he said something that I thought was really cool. Like, yes, like when you can get them in the gym, that's awesome. Obviously not everyone's circumstances are such that they can do that, right? Some people have to like actually go to a gym or when the world returns to normal, mm-hmm. will have to do that and they can't have their kids with them. But, you know, for someone who's as an, as an accomplished of an athlete as he is, for them, it's like taking a walk after dinner, mm-hmm. like getting outside, doing something together as a family. Um, yeah, well, that kind of like, feeds into what he was saying about mm. the 12 to 20 minute workout. Oh, here we go. Like everybody can get behind that. Dare Every- I say this is takeaway number two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has 12 to 20 minutes in their day. I agree with that. You know, like people are busy. I totally get it, but everyone can carve out 20 minutes. Yeah. And he was saying like do a combination things like burpees and like things like you're working the whole time. Mm hmm. You're not like taking a break. Like, cause when I work out with you, it's yeah. like we do sets and then we take a break right. and I never really build up a sweat. I mean, I'm sore as hell the next day, especially Hello. the day after that. But I like, like I, I never feel like I'm like working. Yeah. When, I mean, you, I see results for sure. Right. When, but it's a different kind of, it is a different kind of workout. So, yeah. Like on the contrary, if I, back when we could, when I would go to like, say like a spin class with you. I would be drenched and mm-hmm. dead to yeah. the point where like I could barely lift like the two pound dumbbells. <laughs> I know. And I, like, I completely all, agree like, with all you. All the hundred pound girls are like doing the same exact work with the two pound dumbbells. Just crushing me. And you can, <laughs> yeah. Just crushing me. Yeah. And these are t- at times when I'm in like really good shape. I know. But it's just different. It's, but I get it. That feels like 
if, if that's like what you're looking for when you work out, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but you're not going to get jacked. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but like, that's what I was so interested to hear too, was for him, he is freakishly strong. Yeah. He's he is big. You know what I mean? Um, and it sounds like, you know, he wasn't going to tell me how much he's benching right now, but like he has still been able to maintain. Did you ask? No, I chickened out. He's like, I don't want to bench. He's like, I won the CrossFit games. He's like, I don't even need to pay attention to that anymore. Um, but like just those 20 minutes and he is doing stuff that's like weightlifting focused. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he said, he's able to get a ton of work in and stay in fantastic shape. So it's actually got me thinking because I do, I usually take like an hour now that we're in this pandemic and I'm not like commuting. Maybe I do like an hour 15, but when I was commuting, I do like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it's got me thinking though, maybe I need, I needed to start dialing back being a little more, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm trying to say? Focus with my time in the um, gym. Yeah. <laughs> Part of it's just hiding. Out from the kids. I didn't know which way it was going to go. So. What was the other way you thought it was going? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I thought you were like going to say that you're, you should cut it back in the gym so you could spend more time with me. <laughs> that That's where your mind went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in part. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, you know, I really thought you were talking about the kids, but yeah. Well, then, also me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Them too. Uh, no, absolutely though. But there's also a lot of stuff I want to get done and it's like some yeah. days those, the you know, that hour that I take in the gym in the morning, it's like, man, I could have used a half hour of that to do something else. Yeah. Like this podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. Speaking of getting a lot of stuff done, last takeaway. Are you yawning? I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking? <laughs> you know how they say if you yawn, then like it's like contagious. What, what was that in like the seven, seven minute work week or whatever it's called. Like if you yawn. Yeah. I think that's a known fact. It's like yawns are contagious. Yeah. But I was thinking like if our listeners hear me yawn, do they know it's a yawn and then do they yawn? I hope so. I feel <laughs> like, have we talked about this before? No, but what I'm book was that in? It was like the opening vu right now. part of like seven hour work week. So, oh, the four hour work four week? Four hour work week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the opening part of that. Tim Ferriss talks about no, yawning. No, no, no. Or the tipping point. Oh, that could, know, okay. could be the tipping. This could be the tipping point. Is that also Tim Ferriss? Uh, that's Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Who also won't return my calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both fantastic authors, though, in case they mm-hmm. their publishers are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, that is interesting. So hey, listen, if you're listening and you just yawned, do us a favor, write us an email, let us know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're dying to know over Send here. Send us a DM. DM. Sonia's uh really concerned. okay moving on um so the fact that he was balancing competing at the highest level in crossfit running his own business because a lot of these a lot of these athletes i mean like crossfit has evolved into it is a legit professional sport Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone's going to argue that yeah if you're competing at the highest level i mean absolutely a professional sport Yeah. what other athlete in like traditional sports can mm -hmm. do half of the stuff that these athletes can do. Yeah. Very true. It's like not required for yeah, any their, other sport. Their mastery of like a wide array of yeah, like exercises, lifts, disciplines. It's, it's absolutely insane. Um, but a lot of these guys, my point is right. Like that is what they do full time. Like they train mm-hmm. and maybe they have sponsorships to kind of like, you know, help keep them afloat. Hopefully they're making money. Um, 
and a lot of them are like single and they're young, right? Not all of them, but like, you know, like they are 100% fully focused. Like this is what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just so incredible to me that he was also running this business, which, you know, per the conversation has grown, uh, not just in terms of like the footprint of his physical gyms, but like there's a new digital platform. Um, and then he also has a family. Yeah. Right. And anyone who's listening, who is like married, has kids, like, you know what that requires. So -hmm. to be able to do like those three things and do them well is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, I struggled just with doing a podcast. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, and finding time in my day to hang out with you. Well, you sell yourself short. You also have a (laughs) full-time job and, uh, Oh, that's right. I have a job as well. Yeah, true. Um, and a new puppy. And a new puppy, which is uh, really wearing me down. Mm-hmm. But it gives lots of love as well. Okay, <laughs> where was I? Oh, boy, we're off the rails here. We got to start Sorry. doing these things earlier in the night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, last one, his AMREP mentality, as many reps as possible. Have you ever heard that phrase before? No. Okay. Have you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> what I loved about it though, do you, do you understand the premise of it? It's it's like literally you're trying to do as many reps as possible in a given yeah, amount of failure, time. Yeah, until failure, right? Uh, I don't even think it's until failure. I, I think you're pushing the limit to get as much work done as you can. Oh, it's in a time frame. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. like okay. hey, like five minutes, we're going to do as many reps as possible, you know, uh, yeah. burpees, pull-ups, yeah. whatever. Um. You know, he has a whole book where he explains kind of that process. There you are yawning again. You haven't yawned yet though. So that kind of, I've been like waiting to watch you yawn, but you haven't yawned yet. Yeah. Cause I'm dialed in. I'm a professional. Okay. I'm right, we're doing a podcast. Right well, you now. just answered our own question. So no, I'll yawn later. I'm, <laughs> I'm compartmentalizing it. You're holding it in. Yeah. I'm holding it in. I'm going to circle back to it as soon as we're done. Okay. Um, he has a whole book where he describes it, but I, it really made a lot of sense to me. And it kind of like does paint a picture as to how he was able to get a lot of this done. It's like whatever he's doing for that given amount of time, like that is all he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't say like, I'm great at multitasking. And the people who tell you they are. Are annoying. Are lying. <laughs> and maybe a little annoying. I don't think they're annoying. But they're lying, right? I think it's actually, it's scientifically proven. <laughs> like neurologically, like you, the brain like is not efficient at doing two things at once. But it just kind of sounds like to him, like that has become like almost like his motto. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm doing something, I'm going to do this to like the fullest extent with as much focus as possible. Yeah. I love that. And then when I move on to the next thing, right. Same thing applies. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to give you a heads up when people wander up into my office while I'm working and I am crushing email. Mm -hmm. This is what's (laughs) happening. Who's wandering up to your office? <laughs> uh, soon, I imagine the puppy as well will become a distractor. Um, but the, something that I liked, and I thought you might like this as well, is that applies for his family time also. Yeah, I do love that. And we like we both could be better about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're trying. I feel like we're getting better. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it does take you know, it, it takes intent mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. Cause it does not, it's very easy to get sucked into other things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I love that like he came to the realization like, hey, you know, when I'm with my kids or I'm at the dinner table, if I'm giving focus to something else, be it an email, a call, et cetera, I'm actually like taking away from the time that I have with them. And on top of that, like I'm being rude. I'm not giving them my full attention. It might even yeah. be like hurting their feelings. Yeah. Oh. Um, man, we know so how sensitive sad. kids are. I know. It makes me sad <laughs> for them. Um, so I thought that was a good little, good little nugget. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, that's what I got. Those are the takeaways. Yeah. This was a good one. Oh, another thing when he was talking about how like, oh, did I just? Yeah. Under the table. That's okay. Sorry. I, I kicked him under the table. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> are you okay? I'm good. I recovered. Um, Yeah. But no, he was talking about how fitness is so important because you never know when you're going to need to like run and get something like say, God forbid, like your kid runs out into the road and you have to run and get them or mm. like you have to pick something up heavy to save someone or whatever. But like, it's also important to know self-defense Yeah, because like you never know when you're going to need it to protect yourself or your family or. I completely agree. And like, so when we were dating, I like wanted to make sure you would be a good protector. So I would always <laughs> test test you and put you in situations to make sure that you would be in case I needed you and you always pass the test stop <laughs> acting like you are this puppet master that I was don't think just, I was a puppet master was, but uh, like you, just you knew gave, what I was doing you're no and I'll tell you what you were doing your temper would just get you in situations that you would have to get me out. Yeah, you would start writing checks that your ass couldn't cash. <laughs> yeah, but I was making sure that I had someone that could. No, I don't buy that for a second. What do you mean? I don't. I don't buy it. That you were like, oh, let me see if he can defend me. I think you were like this. This bitch just spilled her beer on my shoes. <laughs> no, it was never against a girl. It was always against a guy. Yeah, that seems like a good smart. Approach. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to be able to defend myself. Oh my gosh. Ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day we'll just do an episode talking about all the, the situations I've been put in <laughs> by you. <laughs> uh, but I agree. All right. Last point here. Cause we're running a little long, but I do like, I think I said as much on the show, we live in a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. Where the, everyone just kind of operates uh, it's safe. No one can really get hurt. Like you might get tested. Yeah. Someone might try and fight you. You might find yourself in a situation where you actually need to protect yourself. And yeah. when that day comes, if you're not ready, you're sure going to wish you were. Uh, so when he said like, yeah, you know, I need to be able to protect myself and knowing I was like, yep, get it completely. <laughs> I'm thinking about this all the time. hundred percent. There is not one time where I've walked into the subway where I haven't done a pan of the entire, uh, what's it called that you stand on? The platform? The platform where I'm like, which one of these mofos is going to try and push me in the back onto these tracks? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you think about that too? Um, no, I don't think about someone pushing me on intentionally. Oh. I think about, well, I mean, we're not on the subway anymore, but like no. I would think about someone like going by me with a suitcase and actually accidentally like pushing me. Cause you're just so waif thin. <laughs> oh my God. Just even, <laughs> just even the lightest nudge Strong could send you over the edge. Meanwhile, I'm just waiting for like that one crazy person to just try it. Oh God. A little bend, yeah. a little bend in the knees. I mean, that happens though. Remember? It there happens. Was like that oh yeah. There's a bum fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is bum fight like a proper term? Can you say that? Oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think it's completely on the list of things we can't say yet. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was one time that the two, the two homeless people were fighting <laughs> in the subway and I had to like somehow get in the middle of it because they were going to go on the tracks. Yeah. 100. It was crazy. There was no was doubt so in my mind that they were going to take each other onto the tracks. Yeah. It was a man and a woman. Yeah. Which made it just even worse. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of homeless people stories from New York too. Oh, we could do a whole podcast on homeless people stories. Kicked in the stomach, mm-hmm. spit at us. Uh, I've had a shovel swung at my head. Yeah, I was at Penn chased. Station. You were chased. Oh my God, that's yeah. right. At like three in the morning. Yeah, on an empty street. It was terrifying. Hence why we live in the country. Yeah. You know what else I do in the subway? I always lean against one of the poles, <laughs> why? so that I can like, uh, you know what I mean? Like it cuts off one part of the plane that I can be pushed into the tracks i know that i can't be pushed there so now i can watch the other you're episode. such a crazy person but i'm I've never been pushed on the tracks oh wow <laughs> good for you uh, okay well uh that took a weird turn yep but on that note let us know if you yawned yeah uh we're curious there was even some silent yawns that i didn't call out there so oh. that'll be interesting as well subliminal i know <sighs> okay well should we wrap this up yeah let's do it all right well hey folks thank you for listening we appreciate it uh if you are enjoying the show leave us a rating and review if you want to get in touch with us go to kengunter.com uh and if you want to follow along maybe see some videos of us propelling our kids into a giant pile of leaves check us out on instagram mm-hmm. at the underscore professional athlete but until then see you next week <laughs> bye <laughs> why are you laughing